the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me those ears and those beautiful eyeballs if you're watching me online. Today, I want to talk about weak people, strong salespeople, and what's the difference, okay? Uh, I was reading an article by Steve Martin. Yeah, that's his name, not the comedian. Steve Martin. It's an article that appeared in the Harvard Business Review, and I came across it and had some great data in there, and I wanted to share this information with you. And here they highlight, Steve Martin highlights, you know, why are certain salespeople successful, high performers, and others aren't, low performers? And there's several data points in this article, so I'll be reading a couple of notes, but I wanted to make sure I got all the data points in because there's some good stuff in this article. The first thing is that this study was based on a study of 800 salespeople, okay? And so the first thing they found, one out of the seven things they found, it was verbal acuity. Verbal acuity, in other words, how you sound. And we've all heard the saying, right? How you sound determines what level of access you get within a company. And what they found out is high performers have a verbal acuity rate of somebody who's in the 11th or 13th grade, right? Where low performers have a verbal acuity of 8th grade or 9th grade. Said another way, if you're a high performer, you sound like you've been to high school and maybe even college, okay? Or graduated from high school and college. So keep that in mind that your ability to speak, communicate, articulate ideas really matters when it comes to selling. Number two, 84% of the high performers, this was interesting, are achievement-oriented. In other words, they love measuring success. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? They love measuring success. But here was a kind of a, a sub-data point that I thought was really fascinating. 85% of high performers actually played an individual or team sport in high school or college. Now, think about this. If you played a team sport, you're like more goal-oriented, you're more disciplined, you know that you have to kind of put in the work in order to get the performance you want. So again, this carries over, it seems like it ports over into the world of selling. Number three, high performers, this might be shocking to some, but not to me, high performers use the tools. In other words, they're power users. When it comes to using different SaaS products, right, to, to, to manage their business like CRMs, they love to use the tools as, compo as compared to low performers who, you know, compared to high performers, which is 52% of high performers use the tool, only 35% of low performers actually use the tools. So again, something to think about. If you're using the tools, that's just going to increase your chances of managing your sales business. Number four, this one was really fascinating because it's all about communication style. High performers, high performers have what they call a relaxed dominant style. Let me say that again. They have a relaxed, dominant style. Now, that phrase reminded me of the book, The Challenger Sale. In The Challenger Sale, one of the aspects of being a great challenger salesperson is to take control of the conversation. Not dominate it, but guide it, move it, but never really just kind of really be authoritative about it. Just take control of the conversation. So again, high performers have a relaxed, I love that part, relaxed, dominating personality when it comes to communicating. And I think the relaxed piece, the way I interpreted that is that they're not stressed. These are people who are very comfortable with themselves, not stressed about the deal. If they don't get this deal, they'll get another one. But again, a relaxed, dominant style is what high performers have, as opposed to low performers who have a anxious, submissive style. Ooh, those two words go together so ugly-like. 
anxious, submissive style. And we've seen these type of salespeople. These type of salespeople are always like a little jittery, like, you know, like a rabbit on caffeine, you know, just a little nervous, right? And all of a sudden, you know, they're they're afraid to ask the tough questions. And, you know, they're letting, they're submissive in terms of letting the client or customer, potential customer, guide the conversation. So in this case, where they're more submissive, they're more like following along. They're more reacting to the conversation, whereas the relaxed, dominant style demonstrated by high performers, they take control of the conversation, very relaxed, can guide it and move it, and they're more proactive about the conversation. So number five, I thought this was also interesting. In general, salespeople, whether high performers or low performers, didn't matter, they were both optimists, right? And that makes sense. If you're gonna be in sales, you gotta be optimistic. But what they found is that high performers have a higher degree of inward pessimism. Mm, inward pessimism, I like that phrase. In other words, they're more likely to be more pessimistic internally. Now, out outwardly, they're projecting a very, hey, optimistic attitude, but internally, they're more pessimistic. And some of the conclusions drawn from this is that high performers who are more inwardly pessimistic tend to question deals more. They tend to qualify higher. In other words, they don't have happy ears. You know what I'm talking about when I say happy ears? Like, low performers have happy ears. They hear something and they just get all excited and all happy thinking the deal's gonna go through. Where high performers are more skeptical. That's where the inward pessimism comes in. And what they'll do, because they're more skeptical, is that they'll ask more questions, they'll ask tougher questions, and they'll qualify all the way through. In other words, that's what they do. They're inwardly pessimistic, but outwardly optimistic. So I thought that was interesting. Number six, now we move away from the individual, and now let's talk about management and the organization. What they found is that high performers actually collaborate with their sales managers. In other words, the conversations they're having with their sales managers more about strategy and tactic and how to get more deals. Where low performers, tend to have conversations that lean on the manager to help them out, let's say with product or explaining products to the clients or maybe even helping out with the presentation. So two different interactions going on here. High performers use management to strategize. Low performers use management to lean on almost like a crutch to help them close deals. Lastly, when it comes to the sales organization, what they found is that high performers love to strive within a company that has their, I'll say, moral compass defined. In other words, when there's high morale, when people are excited about working with the company and there's accountability within the company, high performers strive within that environment. Kind of makes sense if you think about it. High morale means, yeah, let's go do this. Accountability, you hold people to the numbers or the metrics. And high performers love this. It goes back to achievement and actually tracking performance. So this is fascinating data. I would love to hear your feedback on what you think of some of these bullet points. And what they also found, I'll conclude with this, is that it doesn't matter whether the organization's in a growth mode or just a stable mode. High performers and low performers, there was no correlation in terms of whether they were better or not. Didn't matter. So let's go through them again. One, verbal acuity. In other words, the ability to articulate. Number two, again, achievement-oriented, goal-oriented. Number three, power users. Use the tools, right? Number four, relaxed, dominant style versus the anxious, submissive style. Again, something to keep in mind. Number five, again, high performers are inwardly pessimistic. Always questioning, always asking, always verifying, and I love that. 
They work with their sales managers in a much more collaborative mode, and they love a company that has high morale and holds people accountable. That's what high performers want, and that's what high performers do in this study by Steve Martin. So again, check it out. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback on these different items, and that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching. And after you do that, you know how it is. Go check out the Sales Velocity Academy. We've just added some new courses, some new master classes. And remember, we also have something called Victor's Inner Circle, where if you're a member of the Sales Velocity Academy, you can hang out with me once a month and ask me anything you want. And we have this roundtable discussion virtually. So check it out at salesvelocityacademy.com. On that note, this is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selenate hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.